0: So this last segment is on bringing mindfulness of the body into daily life, which is where for most of us uh, the core meaning is going to be. How do I make this real in in my daily life? And I wanted to just start by uh, asking how that was to uh, stay with the body in uh, communication, in talking. Even doing something simple, we could maybe take just get a few responses. How, how was that? How many people were able, more or less, to stay with your body? And how many people felt found it uh, impossible to stay with your body? <laughs> or hard, or hard. Okay. And how many people were somewhere in the middle? Okay. Okay. Very good. <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah. I, can be with my body. I can either be with my body or be with my, or, or talk, but I can't do both of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many can relate to that? <laughs> this is hard. This is why, um, in terms of daily life practices, this is more an advanced practice. It is possible to actually talk and be aware of your body at the same time. I know that because at the present moment <laughs> 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 I am having such an experience <laughs> under great strain. Of it. <laughs> um, but it—it's an advanced practice. It takes a lot of uh, the other practices that we've been doing. So, in a way, uh, maybe just one or two more comments, and then I'll come back to that. Please, yeah.
1: like you said that it is uh, very common to have uh, uh, instances of enlightenment rather than sustain it similarly in this process i i have had a uh, great experience where I, I was talking to somebody on a certain subject and i was i was fully in a uh, mindful and the response that came was completely uh, Unrehearsed, un- unthought, but it was so appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just got got everything done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but then uh, as you say, for me the task is to have those, have these occasions more and more frequently, and to have some control right. over them. Yeah. That's right. But, but but it was a wonderful experience, even though it lasted for just a second. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you.
0: Maybe uh, just two comments, and I'll and I'll uh, move on a little bit. <coughs> I would say it was critical in a to get it to the real life stage because I think it's possible to practice and practice and practice and never get it to that stage. Yeah. I'm a physical therapist. I teach exercise. Yeah. If people don't take that exercise and then use it in their sport or their yeah. activity, they never realize the value. Yeah, and this was definitely a way to realize the value. Yeah. Great, great, Matthew. This is uh, i have to make time for that socializing where you maybe find a buddy from the group and and you practice together because if you did this. If you did this with your partner, if your partner's not here, or friends, or family members, they might not be into it.
2: So when I think of not being in my body, so I'm not sure if I'm completely clear on it, but I, yeah. I think of sort of that, you know, chatter in my head and not concentrating on what I'm doing. Yeah. So. When I'm talking to somebody, I can't have that chatter about a different topic and talk to that person. So I think I was more <coughs> able to be in my body when I was the one talking because I can't have two language tasks going on at once. Yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the challenge is when somebody else is talking, and in this uh, this case, in the short instance, I felt like I was very present in my body for my partner talking. Yeah. But I think that in life. Um, <coughs> Sometimes they get distracted when other people are talking. Yeah. So, and then just having my hand, I think, on my leg and be aware yeah. of that, I think, was mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think will be helpful. Great.
0: Yeah. Good. Let me say a few other words about this uh, particular practice, and then I'll come back to what are really, in a way, more foundational practices. But just to um, clearly, we can uh, train by doing mindfulness of the body in formal meditation in protected settings and build that capacity. A lot of my own learning especially came from just continually doing meditation, grounding in the body, doing exercises, doing actually retreats, as I mentioned, where I would just be with the body. And it's like a training, it gets... I I found the metaphor of saying this was like mindfulness of the body just got burned <laughs> into my consciousness, so it's more and more a default awareness. That took some time. And so there is the aspect of training in protected environments. It's a lot of what we do anyway, to meditate, we practice silently on our own for half an hour. Or in a way, this is a protected environment here. We come and we and we train. And but uh, we, and that, that's very crucial, and probably for me that was the main thing that I did initially. We can also do other practices, like yoga, or qigong, or walking, hiking, and we can make those into our uh, body practices. When I was a student, and I was into meditation, I complained, I don't have enough time for meditation. And I decided, I didn't have a car at the time, and I decided to, and I was living in Boston, and I was walking a lot, taking public transportation a lot, I said, all of my walking, I'm going to do walking meditation. You know, and so you find ways to uh, bring the mindfulness of the body into practice. That helped me a lot, just to really strengthen that mindfulness of the body. can strengthen it in the meditation, obviously regular practice is really crucial for this. Can do the walking meditation. You can just find little ways to bring mindfulness of the body into daily life, such as one practice that I used to do was after uh, a meal, if I, if I could, I would take a five or ten minute walk and just do mindfulness of the body. It's like a returning to the body. If you're in uh, an interactive situation, one way uh, to bring mindfulness of the body is just to try to be aware of your hands and or your feet. And this is a, a simple way. You're at a meeting, just be aware of your hands on your knees. You can also do do that just to, as you're going about the day. For some people, it's easier to just to be aware of hands or feet than to be aware of the whole body. For some people, the whole body is accessible. For other people, not so accessible. The <coughs> practice of being mindful of the body, I believe, is crucial for developing mindfulness in general for most of us in this culture. In large part because it's such a mental culture. And there's something about that grounding in the body I think would be less important in other cultures. Even though it's interesting, presumably the texts we've been looking at came out of 25, 2600 years ago, more of an agrarian culture, still mindfulness of the body quite crucial. But I think for us, where we're so mental, deliberately attending to the body is very, very crucial. And uh, to really have the balance. What we're looking for in the long run is actually something that's integrated. We want to integrate the mind, the heart, and the body. We need that kind of a training though. Sometimes we need to just train and focus on mindfulness of the body for quite a long time before we can then bring it together with the mind and the heart. Like, for me, I think, my uh, my mind was pretty well developed when I started meditation. I would say access to my heart and my body were not, right? So that's where I trained, right? And then uh, training in the body, training in uh, access to emotions, and a lot with the metta practice, loving-kindness practice, compassion, and then gradually bringing it together where we might want to be in uh, you know, in the long run, in terms of daily life, is not to be 30 years from now sitting there fixated on your right knee as you talk to someone There's <laughs> right. It's a means to an end, right? <laughs> um, but what we, I think, would want to do is to be able, in the long run, to be able to be present to our bodies, be present to our hearts, and be present to our minds, and generally have that sense of presence with another person. It's, it's, it's a ways for most of us, there's still training to be done. There's still still work to be done on that, and often a fair amount of work. You know, for me, as I mentioned, you know, coming from a conditioning where I was like consciousness on a pole grounding <laughs> in the body took some time, can take some time to really develop that. So I think what I would suggest is really that we find, our, we find a practice that feels appropriate right now, you know. And if you, you know, if you're part of the group of people who will be back for the second session on on mindfulness, which is mindfulness of the sense of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, which we've gone into a little bit today, then um, one suggestion would be to each week choose a body practice if you want to train in this. And I actually prepared a handout. uh, And I wanted to ask some of the volunteers if you could help uh, pass this out. This is a handout which lists most of the practices that we've done today and some other ways to develop it. So if you can just um, give this out to people, that'd be great. And hopefully we, we had enough made. Why don't you um, you don't need to look at this now. Meantime, could you ask Sean how many people still need copies? It looks like about I would make about uh, i make about twenty more. Maybe twenty-five to be safe. But you don't need to look at this now. But th- what I what I've given out is a listing of different <laughs> practices for mindfulness of the body. And my suggestion is that you find uh, one, or possibly two, that you want to do at any given time. One possible sequence, particularly if you're thinking of yourself as training in mindfulness over these four months, is to choose one for each week. And just see what you want to do. If you just want to do uh, uh, mindfulness of the breath and mindfulness of the whole body in and maybe walking meditation. You could focus on each one of those um either for a week or do two of them at once you know but i would especially if you're beginning i wouldn't suggest doing more than one or two at a time it's too much otherwise and so this is a way you can train it's fine you know if you're near the beginning just to stay with mindfulness of the breath for the next month then maybe you focus and uh, maybe you do mindfulness of the breath and walking meditation which are our two core practices right or two practices and that would be a lot to develop in it. A lot of it is really having the motivation to really stay with the body. One of the quotations I had on my my handout came from uh, one of my mentors in Mindfulness of the Body, John Travis, and one day I was complaining, you know, with him about not enough time for meditation and I was saying, well you know, look at some of those people in Tibetan monasteries, they had so much support and you know, we don't have as much support and 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 he said he looked at me and he said Let your body be your monastery. Oh. Yeah and I was whoa <laughs> that was that was a strong one. Right but let your body be your monasteries means the body's always there. It's always available, right? Can you keep that let your body be that which wakes you up to being mindful moment by moment. And that really has stayed with me. And that's personally a very, you know, mindfulness body, very, very important tool for daily life, you know. And you can practice to get it stronger in all these different ways. Um, the, the speech practice is an advanced practice. And I would say just a few more things about that. Um, you can try it. If you want to try that, try it in the simplest situations first. If you found it challenging, try it where you're either like you're at a meeting and you don't have to do anything. And just keep awareness of your hands on your knees. Something like that. And that will develop it. What we're partly looking for with mindfulness of the body is a way to break the monopoly of the automatic mind. And 10% mindfulness of the body on the knees will do it. It will break the monopoly still feel like you're mostly in a mental realm but it actually makes a difference and so you can practice in these simple situations maybe where you're at a meeting uh, put your hands on your knees or just feel the contact with the chair or uh, the contact with the floor with your feet and just do that see what works for you you know those can be very very helpful Uh, also try it again in situations where you don't have to do so much for most people it's harder to be aware of the body in an interactive setting when you have to speak, have responsibility. In the long run, you can can get there, but in the short run, that's harder. And so find situations where it's easier, where you're more, where you don't have to do anything, where it's maybe you can try it out again with a friend. Uh, And it's really, um, you can be mindful of the body, but in the long run, we want this simple sense of being present, right? It's present in the heart, the mind, the body. And so you can also try that. That's a way of being present. Just to try. Let, you can just say, let me be present here and see what presence uh, means for you. So those are some ways of working with that more challenging practice. So I think it's, everyone has the handout now. So you can see that um, we've gone through quite a few of them. We've gone through mindfulness of breathing. which again, is a good starting point because it also stabilizes our minds, helps us cut through repetitive thinking. You can work with mindfulness of the whole body in meditation and also in walking meditation in different activities. Uh, the mindfulness of the body in walking meditation probably for most of us is a core, or will be a core practice because we're walking and we can just say, I'm walking, let me be aware of my body, as well as doing formal walking meditation. Bring mindful of the body in various activities. We've covered, again, some of this will have to be applied. Can I bring? Can I be mindful of the body, eating, washing dishes, uh, putting on my clothes, whatever it might be. Again, this is my suggestion is that you just choose maybe to focus on one activity at a time, like say, I will try to develop mindfulness of the body washing dishes this week. Don't try to do too much. Just say, I'll do one activity. Something like that, I think, can work. And then you do it for a week. Next, The next week, you're washing dishes. And you go, oh, I know. It becomes familiar. You know, it becomes more familiar. Or take one meal a day in silence and practice mindfulness of the body in eating. Something like that. These are all a lot of uh, suggestions. Um, Let me just ask uh, for, you know, when you thought of what you'd like to do to, to help bring mindfulness of the body to your everyday lives, maybe we could just have people say really quickly, maybe just in one sentence, anything that wasn't mentioned so far that you would find helpful, Maybe that came to you. And you can just say it and I'll repeat it for people. Talking on the telephone. Yeah. Talking on the telephone and being mindful of the body, right? You could say... You, when you hear the ring, you could say, Mindfulness of the body, hello. <laughs> Hopefully before you pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but, but again, remembering the power of intention. In, in da- daily life, power of intention is very, very crucial. So you can work with intention. Before you're at a meeting, just say, I'm going to intend to be aware of my body. And intention is helpful doesn't guarantee anything. Okay, remember that. <laughs> okay. Uh, other 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 practices that came to people when you had to reflect that maybe haven't been mentioned yet. Anything else? While Mindfulness of the body while driving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And remember to maybe try it out at lower lower speeds first. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, you can be aware of your body rather than just stay with whatever, with the radio or something you have on, the sound system. Try that out. What's it like just to uh, feel the steering wheel or whatever? Yeah. Others?
2: Anytime my pager goes off. What? Anytime
0: my pager goes off. Anytime the pager goes off. So use maybe a signal as a way of coming back to the body, right? Like to use the pager sound. Okay, I'll be aware of the body right now. In some, in some groups uh, some of you may know Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese teacher developed a technique called the mindfulness bell which is used in groups maybe every 20 minutes a bell rings and invites people to come back to mindfulness it's a beautiful technique you could, you know, these days with uh, apps and so forth if you wanted to do that you could have a bell go off every 20 minutes every 30 minutes that invites you to come back to your body You could also uh, find uh, a person, you know, there's the place of individual intention and practice. Community plays a huge role in support. How many people here are interested maybe in connecting with someone else here who might, you might maybe, I don't know, email once a week to remind you to be in your body or share your notes. How many would be interested in some way connecting with someone else here? Okay. We'll find. I'll I'll give some time uh, near the end for us to do that. Okay, if you're interested, or maybe just we'll just have the the body space. Uh, how many of those who raised their hands would you be okay if we do this right when we finish? Any of you have you okay okay with that in terms of timing? Can stay along, stay around another five minutes or so. Okay, we'll do it that way. Um, any other practices that uh, haven't been mentioned? Mindfulness of the body, please.
2: Um, being reactive
0: sons have you
2: know been mm-hmm. home all day and destroyed
0: the house yeah yeah so now we're getting <laughs> to advanced practice <laughs> 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 this is uh cultivating mindfulness of the body when one's teenage uh where are they all son. son all sons have destroyed the house <laughs> yeah. right this is a this kind is of an objective day. Day. Objective characterization rather than any reactive language, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is they've, li- they've lived well through the day in our house. Okay, let's give a generous because wha- actually you'll you'll see that you the way we use language plays a role in uh, being reactive. So um yeah, so you'll have to build up for that and take about five or ten years of training. Then <laughs> 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 <Even laughs> the problem
2: solved. Just
0: that—that has a grain of truth in what I just said, but it was mostly a joke. Yeah. Okay, um, uh, I think. But but to know that it is advanced practice, so what you can do in terms of what helps you to center, you know, and maybe you've just come home. Maybe you don't go into the house. Maybe first you do some body centering practices, and stay in your body. Because we're not looking for perfection. We're just looking to have a little better response than if you did nothing, right? And staying in your body and being centered, you'll and and ha- you know, having the intention to be skillful is good. So maybe you need a transition time, right? And that came up in terms of your question, right? In terms of work, what to do when you've just come home. Your mind is all over the place. You're physically a little tired, and you run into the destruction of the house. Right? What to do? And so, uh, some transition practice could be very could be 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Maybe you do walking meditation for 20 minutes before you actually go in the house. Something like that, or you do you go out into you take the long way home. Take the long <laughs> way home. Maybe stop on the way. Do some something that helps you come back. Maybe you do some vigorous movements. A lot of times we build up energy and doing something vigorous, you know. I, uh, I, I mentioned, I think, that I used to, after meetings, uh, uh, would, would go swimming. Of course, when there's been a long day, I would just go swimming before anything, right, do some vigorous exercise right after some activity. So, that's that transition. And what are, what are people's, maybe even ones we mentioned, what are some of your intentions coming out of the day? Maybe you, again, can just say I'm kind of popcorn style, and I'll I'll repeat them. What are some of your intentions uh, in terms of what would most help with body practice? It could just be I'm going to really stay with mindfulness of the breath whatever. Anyone want to mention your own intentions, please?
2: Well, I liked what you said about doing something physical before I do, because, once again, I was trying to figure out how do I fit this into my day? Yeah, and, and you know some people get up early, and and I thought the thought of rolling out of bed and then meditating just <laughs> didn't do it. And I like meditating in the evening, and um, but not too late. But I also like this idea of maybe taking ten or could I do a little tai chi? I don't know a lot. I know mm-hmm. enough. It yeah. lasts about 10 or 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that just moves me through and, and gets me um uncance.
0: Well, that's that's great, and I think what's very important for all of this is we have to find what works personally, because yeah. it's not going to be the same, and what I've found is that there are little things like we have to kind of find our own keys, and you know, uh, the question was about uh, having a hard time meditating in the morning and it seems to work uh, better when one comes home. And so finding what really works for you and then staying with it. Staying with that 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, let me, please, just maybe just I I was particularly looking for just like a sentence or two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah have the sense of the meditation leading to a kind of purification right and and knowing that some of what's happening when we stay with mindfulness body is purification yeah maybe take two more and then i'll, I'll open it up for further questions please when i'm in a, a, a
2: sense of having perform yeah. i'm not in my body yeah so um mm. being with my animals gives me a way to wow. my body
0: beautiful Yeah, so uh, the comment was that when I'm performing in a social setting and so forth, it's hard to be in the body. But being with animals, I can really be with my body more. So it's beautiful. It's really finding each our own ways that seem to open us up to that. For some people, it could be taking a hike by oneself in a forest or by the ocean and just being with the body. Or it could be rolling in the sand, right? not a traditional technique but (laughs) maybe last one I've decided to clear out my morning time before leaving the house for like the sacred space of movement and meditation Yeah. So trying to fit in beautiful so it's like again something uh, it's actually making this a priority uh, if, if that calls to you and in this case your name is? Sarah Sarah is carving out a lot of the morning for movement and meditation and specifically related to the body you know and that really making it a priority and if necessary rearranging your schedule you know and it can be you know can be and for some people finding 15 minutes or 30 minutes is a major commitment and rearranging so wonderful collection here and again a lot of them are listed on the sheet but let me just give a little bit of time if there are any remaining questions or it could also be reflection and and Alexandra, we will use the microphone for this. Yeah, any remaining questions about anything we've covered during the day or anything that's come up with a particular, could be particularly focused on daily life practice if you'd like, but it could be on anything from the whole day. Anything left over? Yeah, please. I think I've kind of come to
1: understand
2: that my, um, <coughs> My own personal training in um, thinking things through very deeply. Um, maybe kind of like you said, you know, my mind isn't necessarily what needs to be trained. It's it's my body. Um, yeah. And uh, I think I've learned today that my tendency to analyze everything and overanalyze everything is a form of judgment,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that that. I need to just turn that off, mm-hmm. and
0: that, that maybe for me being in the body means not being in the head. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so comments about really self-reflection, about uh, conditioning, like many of us, like me, of, of being very conditioned to be very active mentally, which has obvious—it's obvious virtues, right? For many of us, that pays the bills, right? <laughs> you know, my sister gets paid for planning. You know, for example, she's like, uh, has a degree in, she has a, a hired a master's degree in planning. You can get that. You know. <laughs> and she does health planning for Kaiser, it's quite wonderful. And so, many virtues uh, in the thinking, but for a lot of us, it, the question is, is it dominating?
2: Well, you know, yeah. during our, our conversation here, I kind of, a light bulb went on for me, you know, I've been a teacher for over 20 years. Yeah. When I go into a classroom I have a goal. Yeah. You know, like at the end of this hour and twenty minutes, I want my students to have discovered this. Yeah. And my job is to moderate that conversation and make sure they discover that.
0: Right. Which has its its value. But you're but we're saying that personally, what's clear is that your own development towards greater wholeness might mean to Really work to develop awareness of the body, which in the short run means sometimes uh, just cutting the active mind for periods of time. That's what, really what you're saying. So that makes that makes sense. Again, we want in the long run we want integration, and to use you know to use the gifts of the mind, but to connect it, but not at the cost of shutting off the body, shutting down the body. So please. Whatever
1: little practice in mindfulness and meditation I have done so far is already pay, paying me dividends, mm-hmm. which tells me that I really do not have to wait till enlightenment before to, uh, getting benefits. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I haven't uh, uh, been practicing for a very long time. Uh, my real uh, uh, serious practice started only in uh, March of last year of yeah. 2012. Uh, so in the, during this time, uh, just over a year, over a year, year and a quarter or something, I I have noticed uh, that uh, little irritations of life have disappeared. You know, like they were always with me. Why did so and so said something? Why did so and so do something? And. They were, uh, every little, little thing would bother me, they have all completely disappeared. Yeah. And, uh, but the most important thing I want to share uh, uh, about the benefit, uh, that whatever I have done, I have gotten, already gotten the benefit, the most important was that my uh, sleep has improved a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh I, I don't know if it was about uh, due to my age, you know, I think I am the oldest uh, person in this room, uh, but uh, age is something different, I, I was having lots of problems in early morning wakefulness mm-hmm. and not feeling good for the uh, next day. Uh, however, last uh, five or six months or nine months uh, 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 after I meditate in the evening, go to bed, I sleep like a baby. Yeah.
0: This is so wonderful.
1: And I haven't been practicing for that long either.
0: We should, uh, this is recorded, we'll have to put this in the promotional <laughs> literature. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And your name is? Max. Max. So, thank you, Max. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we, we, I don't know if we have, like, in uh, in, in some of the texts, there are actually listing of the benefits of mindfulness of the body. And uh, I didn't bring those quotes in here, but uh, maybe I should get those for another time. But they're quite beautiful, but they're, uh, mindfulness of the body can be deeply calming. It can actually work very directly to have one be less fearful, to really have the ability to be more centered, and uh, a lot of lot of very wonderful benefits and results from mindfulness of the body. And again, I think in our culture, I, I believe, I truly believe, it's a key to actually being present. Uh, in, in, a, in a highly mental culture. We need that training in mindfulness of the body to go against our, our conditioning. Again, conditioning is for better and worse, but the conditioning to be quite so mental. And then it's possible to integrate them all. And again, I think this is both what is very important personally, and I think it's very important culturally and socially. A lot of our, I think a lot of our cultural problems as well as some of our illnesses I think can be understood in terms of a disconnection of mind and body and heart. And so when we do this, when we do these practices, of course it can have a benefit for the self, but I think in the long run it also can have a benefit for, you know, uh, one's children, even if they sometimes destroy houses, (laughs) 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 For, for one's children, one's family, one's co-workers, you know, so if I would write a contemporary owed to the benefits of mindfulness of the body, I would include something like that, that it, it can benefit, can calm the nervous system, but also it can really be beneficial uh, for others. And I think in the long run, when there's a culture of people who are grounded in the body, I don't think we're going to treat the earth like we do. You know? And I think it's, it's part, it's the personal dimension, I think, of some of the shifts that I think are important to, to happen. And so even, you know, so I think that's it's, it's all connected together that doing these mindfulness practices of the body is not just personal and it's not just self-centered but it actually, as we, particularly as we make the connections, it can really be seen as part of something quite large and important. So I I'm want to end on that note and really uh, link to that in, in, a, in a quite traditional way. Some of you know there's a, a dedication of merit. And before that, I want to just thank you for the uh, fullness of your presence, uh, your own uh, sincerity in being here and in learning. I hope hope to see many of you at the fourth day long on the f- mindfulness, the fourth foundation of mindfulness in October. And have a wonderful journey. I will pass along reflections to Sharda and to Temple, who are doing the next two in the series. And it would be great to see you, and you know, you all be You'll all be luminous in October. <laughs> practices for, for four months. And I want to thank you in advance for support uh, from, from the Donna. Very much appreciated. It helps keep me doing what I'm doing. And we'll finish by uh, two things. One of them, let's just go back, each of us, to our intention. And just bring to mind your one most important intention. This is just for yourself private your one most important intention coming out of the day. And then secondly, we'll finish with the dedication of merit, sometimes traditionally one keeps hands together, you can do that if you wish or not, doesn't matter. And we remember that we do this practice, as I was suggesting, not just for ourselves but also for others. And may the day of our sincere presence be beneficial for ourselves, for all those we come in contact with, and ultimately beyond our immediate contacts, out into the world where it may may ultimately be beneficial for all beings, thank you so much, and thank until next time, <laughs> um, can I ask you something? Sure. I signed up for.